The All About Nothing podcast is proud to support the 2023 Soda City Comic Con. August 19th and 20th, join thousands of fans of fantasy, comics, science fiction, anime, classic games, pinball, and much, much more as they descend upon the Columbia Metropolitan Convention Center. One day and two day tickets are now available for your chance to meet Sean Astin. As well, you can meet actor 90s heartthrob Vanessa Angel. Plus, you'll meet voice actors from your favorite anime series like Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, One Piece, and many more. Visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to more information and ticket information. The 2023 Soda City Comic Con is a premier pop culture experience in South Carolina. Get your tickets now. Visit theallaboutnothing.com for details. The All About Nothing podcast may have content and language that isn't appropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. With Zach King, Trent Clark, and Barrett Gruber, this is the All About Nothing podcast. All right, is everybody ready? Wait a minute, I don't notice the excitement. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Now, the Campbells, you can't see me. You might need to move over a table if you want to get a good view, unless you're happy not looking at me. It's a, it's a pretty big company you would be in. All right. Zach's the president. Well, I would like just to quickly introduce and thank Barrett Gruber. Raise your hand. That's Hi. Barrett and Zach King. Hello. Good morning. They are from the All About Nothing podcast. They uh, were based in Columbia, but they have moved, and they are now based out of Lexington, South Carolina. So they had to get up at the crack of dawn to be out here with us today. And for we that, we thank you. <laughs> uh, these two gentlemen came to my attention. And by the way, there's a third person in your trio. Yes, yeah. Trent, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo, could not be here today. But, but he could not be here. Uh, he's still sleeping in? No, uh, uh, just, to, just to give uh, credit to Don, uh, Trent, he, uh, he actually hosts the drag brunch at the venue in Columbia, South Carolina on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. So he, that's a paying gig, and <laughs> right. it's, it's difficult to get him away from the paying gig. So it's, uh, so so it's just the two of us. So you're saying if we had paid him, he'd show up? If you had paid him to DJ, DJ. he would have he okay. showed up. Yeah. And he's really good. He's fantastic. <laughs> and if you're going to speak, there is a microphone there, so you yeah. can get recorded. You, you can pull uh, as close as you need. You have to share a microphone, unfortunately. We don't <laughs> so these two gentlemen came to my attention last year as I ran for office as a first-time candidate. These two guys contacted me uh, and asked me to be on their podcast. Apparently, they were going around to all of the Democratic first-time state house candidates and looking to give them some coverage, looking to get some insights. Because first-time candidate, nobody's beating down your door to talk to you. Something is wrong with these gentlemen that they were beating down our door to talk to us. We have certificates. And so I heard uh, from some people that I've met on the campaign trail, like, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Duncan is here. He ran for office State House 14 in Lawrence. He was on their show. A number of people ran, uh, who were running for office were on their show. And then they knocked on my door. And I was like, well, let me give this a shot. I don't know if they have any listeners, but you know what? Just the fact of speaking and getting your message out and rehearsing it was worth it. So I, I, I welcome you. Uh, I've been on your show twice since then. Developed a, um, a, a good friendship with Barrett. Yeah. Developed an enemyship with Zach. <laughs> He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. We're all Democrats. Remember that. <laughs> Remember Not all that. Eagles fans. <laughs> uh, so I floated this idea about 
hey, why don't you do a remote recording here at our breakfast meeting? And the turnout was fantastic. It is. Uh, I know some people have had to leave already, but we're up. We, uh, we were over 80 attendees. Oh, which fantastic. is, uh, you it's know, fantastic. for an off election cycle year in August, yeah, that's right. pretty damn good. And with yeah. no alcohol. Yeah. So the first... <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. <laughs> exactly. Speak for yourself. Uh, so my first question for you two is, how come Michelle Brandt was never on your show? If you've reached out to all the first-time oh, candidates, the whole time why was she, she was talking, absent? I was like, whoa, we didn't do... We need to talk to her. Yeah, so we're going to have you now. You're in. You're okay. locked in. And, and, and to be honest, I, I, I knew of your name and I followed you on Twitter. Uh, so that was generally how I, I, I connected with most of the candidates. But honestly, so the idea is that basically through the summer of 2022, we generally take off most of the most of the summer because we we don't we don't record a whole lot. There's not a whole lot going on. But because you're it lazy. was yeah, well, ultimately, lazy kids, you know, kids. Uh, <laughs> Michelle knows. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, there's uh we 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 take off for a few weeks well i i gave zach and trent the time off and said well let's just uh what i'll do is i'll fill that time with bonus episodes of me getting interviews with candidates and i think i started uh with sydney clinton who was also out of charleston uh i started with sydney clinton and uh, uh ryan thompson so I had them actually come into the studio at Columbia because uh, Michelle, I'm sorry, uh, Sydney was actually in school at the University of South Carolina. So let's uh, pause there. Did you realize we had a candidate run for office as a college sophomore I'll, last year? I'll give you one better. She was not 21 years old when she began her campaign. So she, there were wow. events that I know that she had at local places around North Charleston and, and that area that she couldn't drink at because of her age. So uh, Ryan Thompson, also very young. I think he's, he was 22 or 23, but, but both of them fantastic candidates. And, and ultimately, I've developed relationships with them that are, uh, I, I, I continue to reach out to them in hopes that they will, they will continue to, to, to be active in the party. Uh, but as well, uh, Ryan actually just moved to Columbia. He started a job in, in Columbia. So... Uh, but yeah, so, so Zach, what is your role in all of this? Uh, I, I, I wasn't, I had my ideas for politics and things. Barrett is kind of the expert on it. So Ooh, they, they would bring candidates in and be like, listen, I'm going to have two morons with me <laughs> and they're going to ask you dumb questions, but they turned it out to be pretty good questions. And yeah. then we make frenemies with Bill and Daniel and, uh, Matt Villardebeau. We've, we've actually had fun reviewing, uh, um, right wing films with him. Which is great, uh, how the election was stolen, things like that. So uh, that's pretty much it. Zach also does some pretty impressive voice impressions. I do. Uh, can, can we hear you do Trump getting his 15th federal indictment? <laughs> his 15th? I went into the courtroom. I said, wow, that's a lot of indictments. I didn't do it. Don did, Don Jr. <laughs> Dirty Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and now, the, now dirty all say, about nothing on okay, podcast. Calm down, Zach. Your, your, your moment in the sun is done. <laughs> I have more. Stay after the show. I'll get up here and just run through them. <laughs> dirty so, Bill Kimler. So you, you know, this was actually a very niche thing you did. There wasn't anybody out there doing that. The only other group that reached out to me to do an interview was a news, uh, news organization from Spartanburg. 
and, and they, they brought a bunch of people up and just did one-on-one interviews, and it was nowhere near as fun. They didn't do Trump impersonations. <laughs> they, they didn't do any of that stuff. Well, and we are the all about nothing. It can go from politics to sports to... Yeah, yeah uh, you know, I brought you on board because of your focus on politics, and then you've pivoted into a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We did. What yeah. the heck? Yeah, this was, uh, this was actually an idea uh, of Zach's. And uh, Figures. It, yeah. was, it was basically the idea, because there, there are a lot of podcasts out there that actually do uh, recordings of them playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I was in high school. I, I played Dungeons and Dragons with friends. Uh, I call them friends. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so the idea was is that we would just record ourselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. So the first three episodes of that are probably going to be a little bit. Rough. Yeah, they're going to be a little rough as far as the sound goes. But we're going to be recording again here soon uh, in the next month or so. And those will be better. But you'll want to listen to the first three because you'll know how the adventure is going. Yes, we're nerds too. So. Dungeons and Dragons, if you don't know, is basically it's a role-playing storytelling. Uh, we have a, a gentleman that I work with uh, uh, that uh, that is a a pseudo professional dungeon master. Uh, I'm pretty sure he gets paid for it. We don't pay him for it, uh, but I think that he actually gets paid to do birthday parties and things like that. How so. many of you showed up this morning not expecting to hear the phrase "dungeon master" spoken <laughs> at our, our breakfast meeting? Yeah. So one of you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Michelle, have you ever been on a podcast as part of your campaigning, or have you been on any type of media interviewing? Yes. In Charleston, I was on the uh, Holy City Center. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I was on that. I was extremely nervous. And then I was interviewed by Quentin Washington. Don't watch the episode. Um, I was very <laughs> I happen green. to have it here in video if you want to flip to that now. <laughs> I He was asking me some pretty gnarly questions, but I, like, I was terrified. I was like a deer in headlights. Now I'm more comfortable talking with people, but... Um, I think those were the main two that I did. That's exactly how it was the first time I showed up. I think I had a jacket. I oh, yeah. dressed up. And then you two were like in, in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. You know, just totally casual. So I completely felt overdressed <laughs> that first time. And you're right. The nerve is my first podcast ever. So the nervousness mm-hmm. was there. Uh, but you guys just put everybody at ease. It's yeah. just people chatting. And yeah, that's it's all, all it is. is. And I do want to give a shout out to GOT Sound Studios. It's a black-owned business. Um, I used to play in a. I used to play guitar for a hip-hop group that the owner Dominique Stewart, who runs it, we went back to him. And once Trent got on the podcast, and we were like, "Let's support a black-owned business." So everywhere he's gone, we move with him and set up the podcast studio. And he cool. does a great environment, so it's excellent. And honestly, uh, the, guy that, the guy that owns the studio, Dominique, uh, uh, he is also an artist. Uh, his artist's name is Neek the Geek. He's on Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify, everything. Uh, and, and absolutely one of the greatest talents uh, that I have, I have come across and, and, and recognize. And on top of that, he is, uh, because he runs that studio, uh, he engineers all of the, the, the music and, and, and artists that come mm-hmm. out of there. And ultimately, he has. I worked in radio for years in Atlanta. I was a disc jockey on the radio. And Can you tell by his voice? Of all of us, he's got the radio voice. Yeah, smooth. Uh, but uh, even even I worked with sound engineers in in, in thirty radio stations uh, in my lifetime. And and Dominique has one of the greatest ears. So if you have children or, 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 or family members or friends that are interested in even even just trying to do anything uh, musically or, or, or have just an idea, conversations with Dominique will, will set them in the right direction. Absolutely. And then, and then he, he can offer to record and, and, and set it. 
uh, you know, it's one of those things like uh, uh, my mother asked for uh, me to sing a rendition of uh, the city of New Orleans uh, for her birthday a couple years ago. And uh, what's wrong with your mother? <laughs> Arlo Guthrie she, fan, yeah. She's, she's on she's, request. Yeah. Uh, she No, she loves Arlo Guthrie, too. Yeah, but uh, she still loves your singing. That's yeah. the point. Well, you know, she, she claims that. made the singing listenable. Yeah, he did. He oh, uh, No auto-tuning except for one little piece. <laughs> uh, but um, but he's he's just an incredible talent and, and can make and, and can make anything sound good as long as there's a basis to work with, of course. So coming back to the political interviews you did. Sure. Um, in addition to the first-time house reps, you also interviewed Lisa Ellis yes. for the uh, state superintendent. By the way, she was robbed. Yeah, she was agreed. robbed. That, that lady who's in there now who faked her master's degree, uh, Ellen Weaver, uh, just just absolute sad. She wants to tear down the she, public education system. She took system. a piece of art clip of our show. But do you want to talk about how you ruined Lisa Ellis, Ellis's well, uh, we didn't uh, ruin campaign? It. She just took everything out of context. When you when you don't read the first and last chapters of a book, you're not really getting the whole story. So just take your part as you want. And, yeah. So Ellen Weaver took a part of your interview out of context, yeah. yes. took a little sound snippet, and then used it as an attack ad. Yeah, yeah. and we let her have it too, so. And if you, haven't, if you haven't seen it, essentially what it was, was I asked, because I did not genuinely know what the job was to be the superintendent of, a, of, of an entire state school system. And ultimately, I got to believe that Ellen Weaver wouldn't have been able to answer that question either. But at least it was at least Ellen gave us an answer of Lisa gave you Lisa. Lisa gave us an answer of that when she gets into that job, she has the experience of teaching for years Mm -hmm. previous to that to be able to have an idea of the direction that that the the state needs to go. And uh, Ellen, who. I think even admitted in an interview that she had never stepped into a public school before she began her campaign uh, was uh, ultimately, uh, you know, I, I guess I guess the the moral of the story is is that if you pay enough money to Bob Jones University, you too can get a master's degree. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Now you also interviewed Judd Larkins, who ran for Congress on the Democratic ticket. Do you guys remember Judd? We had him here as a speaker. Last year, young man, uh, he has his roots in 96, as a matter of fact, but ran against Joe Wilson. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that was a fun interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we enjoyed having Judd on. But uh, what happened to Judd? Well, uh, Judd... And, and, and these people may not know what happened to him, so if you want to, to, to share. Judd lost by a lot. And, uh, and then uh, within a few weeks after the election, Judd decided that he felt more like the Republican Party was his base than uh, the Democratic Party. And of course, I don't have context on his decision. I've spoken with Judd several times since then and have not been able to uh, decipher an answer. We've invited him to come on the show so that we can, we can talk about it because ultimately I'm not gonna pass judgment on someone making a decision like that if they have valid reasons. To which my valid reason was, is Joe Wilson terminally ill? That would be a good reason. You know, is he retiring? Do, do you know something? Because that's a seat that's been held by Joe Wilson for 20 years. And I think that the, the likelihood is, unless there is just a, an overwhelming candidate, that, 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 that in Lexington at least, people are going to continue to vote for Joe Wilson, sadly. He has no message. He has no policy except to blame everything else on the Democrats. And... Uh, for me, I, I liked the idea that Judd was at least running against him, but I told Judd throughout his campaign, 
you're not you're not trying. This isn't this isn't a campaign that you're running against him of substance. You're you're aligning yourself with him. So when he announced that he switched parties, I'll be honest, it it felt kind of like this was something he had planned from the beginning. Um, sadly, uh, because Judd, I think is he's he's young and he's intelligent, uh, and and I think that he would have been someone that would have inspired more young candidates to come out and vote. Uh, now I think he's hurt that. If he does have aspirations for politics in the future, I think that it's potential that it's not going to go well because I've already seen backlash from Republicans that, that don't want him in their party. Uh, and I don't know that the Democrats would openly welcome him right back in because it's flip-flopping. It's yeah. not a, it's, it, there's, there's no, uh, the, he's not being consistent. So Now you've also scored an interview with a presidential candidate. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. So uh, I'll start by thanking Bill because Bill invited me to the convention. You want to, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bill invited me to the convention uh, a few months ago in Columbia because he had an extra seat and he thought that I needed a meal. <laughs> uh, and uh I, uh, we, we saw Marianne Williamson before at the pre-party uh, walking around, and uh, she, she gave a little bit of a speech for a few minutes, and then, um, and then I noticed when, she was, when we were sitting down for dinner that she was just sort of walking around. It, it almost looked like she was looking for someone to engage with her. She did look a little lost and lonely. Yeah. So I said, I'm just going to go talk to her. So I got up, and I, I went over and shook her hand. And, and, and Biggest asked fan. Yeah. <laughs> I asked if, uh, if I could take a picture with her. And then after the picture, I asked her, I said, I, we, we have a podcast that's recorded here in South Carolina and uh, we interview candidates and I'd love to uh, see if we get something scheduled. And she immediately said, I'd love to email me, send me the details and our campaign will get on it. And sure enough, uh, it, it, it did happen. I got a phone call on a Sunday, or I got a, uh, uh, an email on a Sunday evening about seven o'clock and said, if you can do it in an hour, we can go ahead and do it because she was in London where her daughter was having her first grandchild. Uh, so it was, uh, it was an interview that was done at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night uh, where, of course, it was 1 a.m. in London where she was at. And uh, that's I, I, honestly, I think that was probably one of the difficult things because I think as soon as she got done with me, she had to go on Russell Brand's. Russell Brand, uh, yeah. Russell Brand is a, a, a British comedian who is... Yeah. Uh, uh, fairly so she well had known. to step down from you to do Russell's show. Yeah, That's a, that was I felt quite like a fall. that. I, I saw the interview. I felt my questions were relevant. Listen, I, you know what? I did not know that you only had an hour to prepare. And, and I've told you this, that it was one of the best political interviews I've heard. You know, I like a lot of what Marianne Williamson has to say, and you came prepared with a lot of good policy focused questions it was a really good episode that's that, honestly that's one of the things that i like to try to do when we have politicians on uh party representatives and any we we did reach out to republicans last summer to try and get them on our show oh, you didn't i they did. don't know what podcasts are though i did joe wilson joe wilson would not respond uh i did try to get mcmaster's office i even offered to come down to the capitol and and we could do i could do it from his office or we could do it from a, a somewhere you know that he feels more comfortable, old folks home, something, whatever. Uh, but um, ultimately, none of the Republican candidates had any interest because I and, and this goes back to what Michelle was saying, is that uh, there we, we need more candidates to run. The, the Republicans in the state of South Carolina become so comfortable with their seats. 
I, I'm in District 88, and we have a guy there named R.J. May who is uh, an abomination to human society. Uh, he he <laughs> and I have, he and I have argued in my front yard. Uh, so this is a guy who's one of the key members of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Yeah, if you've heard of them, so they're very extreme book banning. They filed lawsuits against their own school district. Yeah. Can you imagine legislators taking the time to file a lawsuit because a school carried a book? You know, uh, it, it, absolutely insane. Yeah. So R.J. May represents my district, and uh, last uh, last election, he basically ran unopposed because the gentleman that we had on our show, Daniel Shreve, who was running against him, did not campaign. Uh, he basically put his name could, on the could ballot. Could I pause you for a second? Because I was going to ask you, of all the candidate interviews you did, which one was the worst? The most awkward was Mr. I wouldn't Shreve. call it the worst. I said the most awkward. It was it was awkward, but I would say it was it was it was one of the ones that if you if you watch the YouTube video of it, you, shall we? <laughs> do you have it? Oh no, he read a poem. <laughs> all right, so the the gentleman that he's referring to, his name is Daniel Shreve. And I have a, a two-minute clip, two-and-a-half-minute clip of this guy that you actually have to hear and watch to believe. Now, what I want you to pay special attention to is Barrett's face. I want you to see his face as Daniel does what he's about to do in this clip. You ready? Can you guys see it from where you're sitting? First of all, the guy talked just barely above a whisper. Yeah. You could hardly hear what he has to say. So I may have to bump up the volume at certain points just so you can hear him. What have you found as far as, like, the, I guess, the difficulties in, in getting started? Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big endeavor. Ever produced 
and as his lessons and prayers of the citizens by his side. Oh, what? What do you want to kick him off the show? Based on based on your writing, do I assume that you are a fan of an Indian master? Well, he wrote a love letter. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a diss fan of his, but uh, you know you have to have my heart. Sure. Sure. I just I just want to point out uh, that that as soon as he wrote that as, as soon as he read his poem to us uh, the two guys sitting next to me Trent and Zach are both texting me we got to get this guy out of here <laughs> <laughs> and again I want to point out that's the guy that was running in my district as a Democrat as, as a, Democrat. a Democrat yeah so yeah Exactly. So, so Michelle, did you write any love poems to a, a Republican leader as part of your campaign? I think you just outed me. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Like, that's why we have to vet our candidates, and we need to have primaries so we get the crazies out of the league. Running yeah, I mean, as, as much as we say we want every seat to be challenged, you want to have non-Henry McMaster love letter writing candidates uh, looking to represent you. That was crazy. He and fell into the sign up on that one, I guess. But the look in your face, Barrett, you look like you were about to bust a gut. <laughs> I, I didn't, uh, well, because as soon as he mentioned Andrew Jackson and Robert E. Lee, uh, right. I said, yeah. I, I, my, 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 the, the whole tone changed because he mentioned George Washington. I'm like, okay, there, there's, there's reason to respect George Washington, especially if you've seen Hamilton. I mean, I assume right. that's accurate. Right. So let me ask you, if that was the most uncomfortable interview, what was the best interview of a candidate exactly. you've done? And the answer is me. Uh, yes. I was like, you feel pressure so, to say Bill. No, let's, yeah. let's watch a clip <laughs> before you go giving the wrong answer. <laughs> you get a chance to say. Oh my gosh, you had to pause that long. <laughs> Listen, Bill, you're gonna come Zach. back on. You're gonna get it. So this is um, this is my second round. So this was earlier this year, as a matter of fact. So you'll see me a little more in a relaxed state than a, a campaigner. Welcome back to the All Out on the Podcast. I'm Derek Brewer. We're joined by Trent Clark, Zach King. Thank you guys for being here. Coming to the Brewer. And the former candidate of the South Carolina State House District 13 for Greenwood and Lawrence Counties. He's the current chairman of the Greenwood County Democratic Party and Zach's number one fan. Everybody, welcome back to the Bill. So, the Democratic Party has this rule about diversity in the leadership. So, there's specific rules. You vote on the chair first. Whoever is chair, the first vice chair must be a different gender. Or identify as a different gender. Right? And then the second vice chair must be a different race than the chair. So, you're enforcing these things. So, you know, if a male gets uh, the chair, yeah. you just knock out all the females. Right. And then and vice versa. Okay. Does the Republicans use that same method for you know, like diversity? Yeah, so the yeah, so the, mm. the whoever's the chair, mm -hmm. the first vice chair used to be white mm -hmm. and ten years older. The second vice chair used to be white and ten years older. The third vice chair has to call it a I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying, dude. I can dig it. Well, yeah, I'm like, it's perfect. You lined it up. 
So you see why I love these guys. These um, these guys have been inspiring, uh, a lot of fun. Their their podcasts cover a wide variety of topics, not just politics, but they also do some local events. Comic Con's a big deal yeah. in yeah. Columbia. Um, you're a big fan of the Columbia Fireflies, yeah, minor absolutely. league baseball team. Uh, so you're talking with various people around the community, and now you're into D and D, which is okay. Got yeah, it. Uh, Barrett's character. There's nothing Co- wrong with that. My husband plays that, and so Heck do yeah. I. <laughs> Heck yeah. Sounds like you have to have them on your show now. That's absolutely. He, he, we'll have a guest appearance for his character, too. Your, your character is a dwarf named Groupon? Uh, Groufon. Groufon. Okay, I thought it was Groupon. Yeah. I, I listened to the show. Groufon. And then, ultimately, the guy that, that is our D&D master, his, our dungeon master, he thought that that's what people called, like, friends called me. And, uh, yeah, I... I it's a, it was a weird dynamic after that because he in in conference calls and meetings he now calls me Gru. Well, I wanted to, to say um, you've inspired me and, and one other person inspired me. Curvin, are you in the audience? Curvin back there. Uh, he also he's also been a speaker of ours here at a breakfast meeting, but he does a podcast as well. What's the name of your podcast, sir? Speaking with gravity, nice. and it's about oh, yeah. uh, mental yeah, yeah. wellness. Uh, he's a he's a counselor in town, a therapist, and uh, licensed as well. And he does a regular broad, uh, broadcast covering various topics. So I would say, between having been on both your shows, you've inspired me and my friend Jamel to give a shot at the podcasting world. Yeah. So I'm here to announce. If you haven't uh, read about it in our newsletter yet, Jamel and I have started a podcast called. Oh my gosh, black, white, and blue in the South. And we love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so I'm, cur- I'm curious though, first, yeah. have you guys read it in the newsletter? Have y'all seen it? All right, have you listened to it? I have. Yeah. You gotta great. check it out. You gotta check it out. We're loving it. We actually do our recording from the Greenwood Library. We rent the conference room and we set up our microphones and just riff there. Yeah. Uh, our goal is to do one every other week, but we're actually having so much fun. We might increase their frequency. I know. We That's set cool. it up every other week, and now we're looking at each other saying, oh, my God, something to talk about. Yeah. Let's schedule another meeting. Uh, two weeks just seems too long. I know. You'll be behind the times by then. Right. right. You're right. So, so we have two episodes in the queue now. So if you have a podcast feed, you know, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or something else, uh, you can look up Black, White, Blue, South, and you'll find us. Just look for that logo. Yes. Our third episode is going to be a Dungeons & Dragons episode. It can't, it <laughs> so, can't be. I'm not prepared. So bring, bring your dice and have a character set up. I'm, I'm going to be a barbarian named Shreef. And... Uh, <laughs> Just, no, just, you need to be a bard so you can sing it. <laughs> it Are you guys fun. fans of the show Community? Yes. Yeah. Do you love that the D and D episodes? All okay, of it. Awesome. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's our to do list, Bill. We got to figure that it out. Is. Oh, it is. Bear brought his dice. Oh look! Oh at my that. God! You came equipped. You have potions. You came equipped. There is whiskey now. Yeah. It's yeah. whiskey. <laughs> oh, that one. That one looks. It's evaporated. Yeah. I don't think it's. 
Wait, don't smell it. What's <laughs> he sniffing? What are those aphrodisiacs? What, what, what are they? I know, right? Don't sniff no, that up here. So when you play and you need health, he made actual potions that you have to drink, and they are liquor. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to have to cut that part out of this episode. Otherwise, you know, this, look behind you, Barrett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, I'm going to be honest. I, I, Sacramental. I, I'm a fan of Jesus Christ, and I absolutely really, really hope that, 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 that he was here and that, that he existed and that the message that I believe that he came with is, is what he came with. I'm not quite certain what's going on with the, the stick man here, but I have that exact same tree topper uh, on my, yeah. for my Christmas tree. That's right. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to wrap things up on that note. I uh, think we should. Before lightning strikes our table. I was, I was allow me to step away. We're all burned to a crisp. I was actually going to offer to bring uh, marshmallows and sticks in case either one of us burst into flames. Oh, so. gosh. So as we wrap up, uh, we do want to open up. Does anybody have any questions from the audience that we can uh, give you a mic and let you ask this illustrious group of people up here in front? I'm hoping not. <laughs> All right, good. Well, with that, we thank you guys. We thank you for coming up. Thank Thanks you for having us. Look forward to this episode. Can I can I just say one thing? So, um, in August 19th and 20th is the Soda City Comic Con in Columbia, and uh, they they have uh, graced us with the ability to have a table, and uh, we're going to be there to interview patrons and things like that. And if it's if it's something that doesn't sound like you'd be interested in going. I think you should still give it a shot. It's 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 going to be a lot of fun, and again, we're going to be there, so uh, we're hoping that uh, we'll see a large crowd. We're going to be recording with some of the patrons and things like that. We're also going to be recording with some of the celebrities that they've gotten signed up. Michael uh, Bean from Terminator. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Summer Glau, uh, uh, yeah, well, Michael Bean also was. Uh, if you ever seen Tombstone, the guy that played Johnny Ringo. Yeah. Uh, he's okay. And then <laughs> so Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings. That's right. Yeah. Sean Astin. He's yeah. going to be there. Anything so. Lord of the Rings, I want a part of that. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sean Astin's going to be I there. I know that. Yes. Love okay. We're going to be friends. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, but now thank you, Bill, feel. for having us. Uh, My pleasure. This was thank a lot you for of fun. coming down. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Thank We're going to take some time to put the equipment back, and then we'll come back and finish up, talk about the Supreme Court real quick, and then give out our, our uh, volunteer of the month. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by me, Bear Gruber. Thanks to Cake for our intro music, Sick of You. You can follow everything Cake the Band at cakemusic.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer for our outro music. You can follow Muff on Instagram at Muff the Producer. Thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo. Join him weekly at the venue in Columbia, South Carolina for the Saturday All-Star Drag Brunch and Sundays at the Review Drag Brunch. You can also contact Trent for all your entertainment needs, Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram, therealdjlonzo. You can also phone him, 803 803- 262-7982. Thanks to Zach King. You can follow him on Instagram at KingZach07 and on Twitter at CarolinaKing21. I am Barrett Gruber. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Gruber or visit my link tree slash Barrett Gruber. Want to support the show? Visit our page, theallaboutnothing.com and become a member. There are several tiers available including memberships that give you early access to episodes as well as exclusive content. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. To find links to our social media, merchandise, and past episodes as well as other details, visit theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you can call and leave us a message. Dial 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is more than you can handle, check out our partner podcast.
podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Ami takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland. Available on all of your podcast platforms. As well, you should check out DJ Lonzo's Top 5. Available on all of the podcast listening platforms. Please subscribe and share the show. If you're on YouTube, please like and hit the notification bell. The All About Nothing podcast is a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media. Thank you for listening. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com.